Welcome to the chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of the chat podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for the Republic newspaper. The Chat Podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to The Chat. The chat is brought to you by Moffat Aqua Systems of Greensburg and Aqua Systems of Columbus. Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I am coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The chat is also available through iTunes and Spotify. My guest today for the chat is Maria Westbrook. Maria is a wife and mother. She is also a nurse and nurse manager at Clarity here in Columbus. Maria and her husband, Brett, have been missionaries to Kazakhstan for 10 years. We'll be right back with the chat. Welcome to the chat, Maria. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I've looked forward to having you uh, come and, uh, and chatting with me. Will you tell us about your family? Sure. Well, I am married to Brett Westbrook, and tomorrow is our anniversary, and we're celebrating 31 years of marriage. We have four children, um, Joshua, Bethany, Hannah, and Christina, and our youngest, Christina, is midway through college, so they're almost all through that phase of us being intensive parenting over them, and they're flying on their own, and it's been exciting to see God working in their lives and them navigating their faith now on their own. Sounds like a blessing, doesn't it? It is. Will you tell us about your work? Yeah, sure. So I work for Clarity. I am the nurse manager for the organization, but I'm also the clinic manager for the Clarity Testing Clinic, which is a clinic that focuses primarily on testing and treatment for sexually transmitted infections. Most people don't think of that as being a great place to focus their their work, but I consider it a great privilege to be there and um, excited to see ways in which God is at work in there and, uh, and just feel it a great privilege to be available to people who are hurting and broken. Hmm. Will you tell us your testimony? When did you come to know Jesus? Yeah, so I uh, was raised in a church-going family. I believed in God, um, but I didn't really have a, um, understanding of who a understanding of who Jesus was and why he came, and just did the church thing. And then when I was in elementary school, around 11 years old, I had an older sister who came to a personal faith uh, and relationship with Jesus. 
um, through a group that she was involved in. It, she loved to sing, so she was involved in a gospel choir. And it was through that that she came to faith. And she began to share um, her faith with me and my younger sister. So I come from a huge, big family. I'm number 10 out mm. of 12 children. Mm-hmm. And so um, she started sharing her faith with uh, myself and my younger sister. And it was through that that I started to understand who Jesus was, just fell in love with him as I read. She would do Bible studies with us. Mm -hmm. And shortly around that time, I started reading through the book of John. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 11 years old, but that book stirred my heart so much. I remember reading it before going to bed each Mm -hmm. night and just crying um, weeping over how much he displayed such love and grace towards people. And uh, it was through all of that that I wanted to, to know him more and more. And I, I tell you, I was probably raising my hand at every altar mm. call and mm. trying to ask him to come into my life for the hundredth time <laughs> uh-huh. until I finally realized that he would never leave. And so uh-huh. um, just that began a, a journey of uh, growing in my faith and learning to walk with him, know him better. What is your relationship with him like today? Well, when I think about it, I think of just a constant companion. Mm. So somebody who is with me all the time, and I feel like I'm in a constant dialogue with him throughout the day, just um, asking him for direction, for wisdom, for words when I need them, just bringing other people before him. Mm -hmm. And so if anything, it is just a daily Mm. constant companionship with him. Sounds like a very close, intimate relationship. I would have to say that has grown to be that way over mm. the years. Um, he He's definitely been my closest companion. <laughs> mm. Most of us have a passion that God has put in our hearts for different things. What is your passion? I would have to say it is seeing others come to know him, sharing the good news mm. of how he came to rescue us. And make us a part of his family mm-hmm. is is my greatest passion and, and sharing that news with others mm-hmm. and leading others to him. Mm-hmm. That others would know Christ, it sounds like you're saying. Yes. Yes. What a what a wonderful passion to have. <laughs> In what area or maybe two is God working on you to make you more like him? It would probably have to be in the area of loving hard people. Mm. That people that are hard to love. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we can all think of those kinds of people in our lives, um, the ones that are, are challenging, that call us to put down our ourselves mm-hmm. and make choices to to love unconditionally, mm-hmm. even when we don't feel like it. And oftentimes I fail at mm-hmm. that, and he corrects me. He shows me ways in which I'm being selfish or ways in which I um, have said hurtful things or done hurtful things. And um, and so just learning how to go beyond mm-hmm. my feelings at the time and choose to, to love. You know, there is a person mm-hmm. particular in my life that is, is a challenge. 
mm-hmm. won't say who, but mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. we can all relate that there are people like that that we find challenging. And so just learning to allowing him to work in my my heart toward mm-hmm. them. I agree. I think we all have <laughs> someone in our lives, at least one person in oh, our yeah. lives that... And, you know, that God wants us to love, to to get ourselves out of the way Mm -hmm. and allow God to love that person or those people through us. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like that's what you're saying as well. Definitely. Mm -hmm. The theme song for the chat is a song called Stepping Out. And in the song, it talks about getting out of the boat, stepping down out of the boat and allowing God to stretch us. In areas of our lives where he thinks we need to be stretched. Is there a time or is there something in your life that God has wanted to use to stretch you to trust him more, to get out of the boat and allow your his faith to work through you? Oh, absolutely. I can think of a number of times where... He has called me to, to do that. Um, but the, the one that came to my mind is probably the most recent example of that. But that was um, nine years ago. I was working as a volunteer at Clarity. I was not on staff at the time. I was working as a volunteer. And I we were at a place in our family where um, I was not working and I had the time to volunteer. But we were approaching a season where uh, my husband and I felt the need for me to go back to work. We were getting ready to send our twins to college. So extra income was going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And it was around that time that Clarity was uh, anticipating opening, opening up the uh, testing clinic. And they were looking for a nurse manager, and they approached me about um, filling that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited about the direction Clarity was going with that, and I, I I wanted to be a part, and so I expressed interest and got the application, started filling it out, and then all of a sudden it just hit me, what in the world am I getting myself into? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is way over my head. I am not this. I I am just not qualified. Mm. I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was filling out the application on the computer, I just, I stopped. And I'm just like, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is just beyond me. And the only way I can explain it is I felt like the Holy Spirit was pushing my hand to press Mm -hmm. the send button on that application. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I sent it in. And I just, I thought, okay, Lord, if this comes through, I will believe and trust that it is of you, no matter how much I do not feel prepared for this. Mm-hmm. And I was given the position. Mm-hmm. And my first day on the job, I had a panic attack and mm. went home for lunch and asked my husband, is it okay to quit on the first day? <laughs> <laughs> I I have never felt so out of my comfort zone as Mm -hmm. taking on that position and recognizing everything that was going to need to happen to open that clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what? God doesn't call the qualified. Yes. He qualifies (laughs) the called. Mm -hmm. And he called Mm -hmm. me to that. And I I got to see and witness him Mm. providing everything that I needed Mm -hmm. at every point that it was needed. Mm -hmm. And so I just give him all the glory for 
the way in which he uses us weak vessels mm. to accomplish his purposes. We don't always want to be stretched, do we? No. <laughs> and there are times when God stretches us when yes. we aren't real happy. Yes. We aren't real happy about. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like with you and in this situation, you're so glad that God chose you in particular to fill the spot that he had just for you. Yeah. And you know, that's what life is. That's what mm. gives joy to life is mm-hmm. when we can be a part of God's great adventure in what he's doing. Mm. I would much rather be out there feeling weak and needy of him mm-hmm. and seeing him coming through than to just s- sit back in fear mm. and not step out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think we all can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a designated place to pray uh, every day? Is there a certain area in your house or some place where you go to? It's not necessarily a designated place, but I have a spot every morning that mm-hmm. I sit um, mm-hmm. to spend time with the Lord and to do my devotions, read, um, listen, pray. Mm-hmm. I am in the process of doing some remodeling mm-hmm. in our bedroom, and I'm making this area where I hope to make it more of a, a prayer mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. a little nook. Well, so, I'm curious, where is it that <laughs> right now that you're going to? You're well, preparing right, one. I'm curious, where in the house? Oh, just right now, it's in, in my living room, just on the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am such an early bird mm. that I can get up, and it's just completely quiet in the house, um, and I love it. I love to just have that silence and time. Mm. alone with the lord mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's even though it's right in the living room our we're almost empty nesters mm-hmm. and so it it's a very quiet and private area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well maria this is really interesting as we get into we're getting ready to talk more about your prayer life but right now we have to take a break we'll be right back with the chat We're back with the chat, and I am chatting today with Maria Westbrook. Maria is a nurse and case manager at Clarity here in Columbus. We were just talking about a designated place to pray. And now I'd like to ask you, Maria, uh, what does your prayer life look like? Yeah, well, so my prayer life has... um, always been a struggle for me. I think for the longest time, I felt like it had to look a certain way. Mm. And I felt like it had to, it had certain parts incorporated into it, and it had to be done just so. Mm -hmm. Part of that was, I very much saw the way my husband's prayer life was, Mm. and wanted it to be just like his. Mm -hmm. And every time I tried to make it look just like his, it did not work for me. Um, he has a certain place. He prays. He has his list. He he spends, you know, a good amount of time every day. And I just wanted it to be like that. And when I tried, I often felt like I would just, my mind would wander. Mm. I would start thinking of a dozen other things. I couldn't keep focused. I would struggle. And I just, 
I I really found it very, very frustrating Mm. for me. I just began to say, God, I want to just know that we are in constant communication. You know, Mm -hmm. it says pray without ceasing. I'm just, I just want to have a relationship with you where I can, it's not just a certain time, Mm -hmm. place, you know, list. It's a constant communication with you. So for the most part, I would have to say my prayer life is an all day kind Mm -hmm. of thing Mm -hmm. of just a constant, whenever I see a need from somebody through an email or through Facebook or somebody, you know, mentions something to me, I just feel like that is the time to stop and pray. Mm. And so oftentimes I will just, you know, silently go to the Lord and mm-hmm. pray for certain things. The The challenge for me now to actually pray mm-hmm. <laughs> when those moments come before me, mm-hmm. to actually take the time and to pray. Sometimes I will quickly send a text saying, oh, I'm praying for you, Mm -hmm. and not pray. And Mm -hmm. so the Lord's been challenging me to take some time Mm -hmm. and pray for that need right Mm -hmm. now. And so I would have to say that's kind of the way my prayer life is looking these days. Will you take us through a day of your praying? Um, Do you pray before you get out of bed? Uh, Will you tell us, just run us through a day of your prayer life from early in the morning when you get up to you go to bed at night? Yeah. So um, typically in the morning um, when I get up, I um, use my devotionals. Um, Both the devotionals that I'm using right now are opportunities to respond in prayer. Um, And then the... um, I'm reading through the scripture, and as I read through, if a verse jumps out at me, I um, I kind of respond to that verse in particular, and will um, use that as a a place to pray about for whatever you know God is speaking to me about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I spend time in the morning, and then again I pray in my car on the way to work. I pray with my um, staff and volunteers at the clinic before each we begin each mm. day. Um, I pray as things come up throughout mm-hmm. the day. My husband and I pray together in the evening um, over dinner. And um, it's hard to say, you know, there's mm-hmm. just not specific exact times. It's mm-hmm. just throughout the day. Constant, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Just as opportunities come up. Are there any prayers you pray specifically for yourself on most days? Um, yes. Around the time where um, I began working as a, um, as a clinic manager, the Lord um, brought this verse to me, and um, I began just using it as a verse to memorize. Mm-hmm. And then um, the more I rehearsed it, the more I thought, this is such a good prayer for me for every day before I go into work. Mm-hmm. And it is Romans 15:13 that says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." Mm-hmm. So I pray that mm-hmm. his joy, his peace would mm-hmm. fill me and that it would just overflow as I speak and minister and um, speak with clients. And does he answer that oh, prayer? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, he is faithful, isn't he? He is. If God could only answer two prayers for you, what would those two prayers be? 
I have several family members mm-hmm. who um, do not know the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it would definitely be for family members to come to faith. Mm-hmm. He would continually enable me mm-hmm. to rest mm-hmm. and enjoy his the, that close companionship. Mm-hmm. That I I would just continue to to rest in his his love for me mm-hmm. all my days. <laughs> it sounds like you're very focused on communication with the Lord throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about there is you want to say, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit and how he's working in your life. And you want him to use you and bring you peace. And, and, and I bet in there you want others to have peace that yeah. come in to the clinic. You want to be a person that peace radiates mm-hmm. and that they will see it and that that will draw them mm-hmm. to Christ mm-hmm. alone. That is probably one of the biggest prayers when mm-hmm. a client accepts prayer is asking God to fill them with his peace. Mm-hmm. That they would know that it's from him. And who doesn't want peace? Right. Everyone who comes into your clinic there, Maria, right. wants and is seeking for peace mm-hmm. in their lives. And there's no way for them to find it except mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about, or you mentioned, a daily devotional. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to ask you, do you have a favorite devotional? I've not been a big devotional person mm-hmm. throughout my life, mm-hmm. but recently... The Lord has um, brought one to me, and that is called, it's called a gospel primer, learning to see the glories of God's love. And my husband has used this book for years mm-hmm. and years and years. And every time I would see him reading it mm-hmm. or using it in his devotions, I kept thinking, there's got to be something about that book. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and so finally, at some point, I picked it up and started using it. And I'm hooked. Mm. I'm hooked. I'm I'm in my third um, reading through, mm. and um, it's it's basically um, focuses on the concept of preaching the gospel to yourself every day. Um, the gospel is not just good news for those who don't know Jesus, but mm-hmm. it's the news that we need to live off of every day. Yes, and so it's a way of just preaching that to myself each day. Who has written that book? His name is Milton Vincent. And how long ago is that? Is that a pretty recent, a new uh, book? Or I, Let's see. The copyright is 2008. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like an excellent book. I'm interested in that as well. I think I will yeah. check into getting that. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Mm. What does your devotion time consist of? What all do you do in your set-aside, quiet-time devotion? Mm-hmm. So um, another devotional book that I had been using um, for several years, um, it's called The 31 Days of Praise mm-hmm. by Ruth Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I like about that is that um, it really helps to focus my heart on praising God mm. and giving thanks each and every day. Um, and it, 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 especially during this past year where it's so easy to focus on the negative, focus on the dark, focus on the, you know, trouble, um, 
to just have our eyes lifted up and mm. just be praising God for who He is. So <clears throat> I had used that book quite a bit in the past, and at some point I gave it away. Mm-hmm. And when I was preparing for this and you asked about devotionals, I got to thinking, wow, do I miss that book? Mm-hmm. And so I ordered another one. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started going through it again, I just felt like I had been reunited with an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, yeah. it's great to have Aww. this book back. But I, I, so my time in the morning, I usually go through these two books. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I've been um, on a reading plan to read through scripture in a year. Mm-hmm. And so I will... Actually, this year, I'm doing something a little bit different, and I am listening to it rather than Mm. just reading. Mm -hmm. I find that that has just been really Mm. a a great way to go through Scripture again. It's it's different when, and I am very much an auditory Mm -hmm. learner, and so it's been really good for me to just hear it. And then, like I said, I usually pick out one particular passage that I've read that day, that has kind of jumped out the page off the page for me, like has just specifically spoken to me. And I go through, uh, I've just recently learned this acronym to go through with um, a passage of scripture. And so I will go through that, that verse, and part of it includes, you know, praying that verse for my life mm-hmm. and how God wants to use it in my life, how he wants to um, how he's speaking me to me and how he wants me to respond mm-hmm. with it. So I'll I'll um, spend time doing that and spend time um, praying for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a life verse? So the Romans um, fifteen verse mm-hmm. I feel like has has been mm-hmm. so much of a focus in the last few years. Mm-hmm. But I also have to say I um, one verse that I've gone to over and over and over again is Romans 5, 8. Mm -hmm. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. And that, to me, in a nutshell, is, you know, the reason why I feel like I'm on this earth today Mm -hmm. is to to share that message Mm. with others. How has God used it in your life? Well, it reminds me, again, over and over, um, it's part of preaching the gospel to myself. Mm-hmm. It reminds me over and over that even before I had any thought of God, mm-hmm. he loved me and he demonstrated it by sending his son to the cross. Mm-hmm. And even in, even when I or others are actively opposing him, he still did that. And um, and that's true for me and f- for every, everyone. Well, Maria, we're going to have to take another break right now, but we'll be back. And I'd still like to talk to some to you some more about Bible reading. We'll be right back with the chat. Welcome back to the chat, uh, Maria. I know that we were just talking about. Bible reading and the fact that you said that you are on a reading plan to read through the entire Bible in a year. And knowing that you're doing that, is there a particular book of the Bible that you like in particular? 
When I think about like a a portion of scripture, if I had to hold on to one mm-hmm. portion of scripture, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I think what helps me get up in the morning every day is the book of Revelation mm. and knowing where all of this is headed. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we've been given a peek at mm-hmm. the back of the book mm-hmm. of what's going to transpire. And so, you know, when I, I, I think of Revelation 7, mm-hmm. chapter 7, mm-hmm. It says, after this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, Mm -hmm. and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So we know how the story goes, and Mm -hmm. so the fact that we know that there will be people from every tribe, nation, language. I know that that task isn't finished, mm-hmm. and we're here to complete that task that Jesus gave us, mm-hmm. but yet we know that one day it will be complete. And mm-hmm. so that that gets me up in the morning. That's what drives me um, each and every day is looking forward to that day. And that is important to be encouraged in such a powerful way, don't you think? Oh, Absolutely. Can you tell us one of your favorite biblical accounts? Just that mm-hmm. vision that mm-hmm. John had, mm-hmm. that account of, of what he recorded in the book of Revelation mm. is, is one of my favorites. It would be mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a favorite Bible woman? Yeah, I, I thought about that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. who, who, which of the, the women, because there, there are so many. Mm-hmm that uh, are so admirable mm-hmm. and and so such an example of faith, mm-hmm. such, such an example of love. But I think the one that I resonate with is Ruth. And maybe that's just recently mm-hmm. or in, in, in the most, um, the latter part, the latter few years, because of the fact that she recognized who the true mm-hmm. God was and chose to follow him mm-hmm. and the fact that she was willing to to give up her own family her own background mm. to follow and then also the fact that she was so devoted to Naomi her mother-in-law mm. and um, she inspires me because I have a mother-in-law that mm-hmm. God has called us to minister to mm-hmm. and to um, care for Mm-hmm. And so she's an inspiration to me in that. And then also just the way she had s- such courage to to go out and seek th- the resources and the things that were needed for mm-hmm. her and her mother-in-law and, and just stepped out with much courage. Good yeah. woman. Good mm-hmm. woman to have. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a mentor in your life? I have. I've had in-person mentors. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of book mm-hmm. author mentors. Mm-hmm. One thing that um, I don't think I've mentioned so far in this interview is that my husband and I were missionaries in the co- uh, country of Kazakhstan for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And during that time, we were not surrounded by many other believers or um, you know Christian leaders. We were the ones <laughs> that mm-hmm. were seeking mm-hmm. to um, plant churches and develop leaders. You know, I I relied heavily on books for mm-hmm. for mentorship, and some of the ones that I especially appreciated 
were um, Elizabeth Elliott. She's been a mentor in many ways mm. through her writings. Mm-hmm. And uh, Le- Nancy Lee DeMoss, mm. her ministry has mm. been quite an uh, impact for me in, in growing as a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, when I first came to faith, God was so good mm-hmm. to put it on the heart of a, another woman who was a few years older than me, mm-hmm. who took me under her wing and discipled me mm-hmm. um, through high school. And I, I honestly can say that if it were not for her, mm-hmm. I think my life would have been on a very, very different path. Mm-hmm. She made a very huge impact in my life, and mm-hmm. to which I'm so grateful for. And then God has used various people mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. that I've been so grateful for. Some he mentors us through at a distance. Uh-huh. Others he ministers through right there in person, wherever we are at the time, wherever we are living. And so it sounds like you, too, uh-huh. have been ministered to and mentored to from people at a distance. Mm-hmm. And people who were close to you. Yes. I think that's much. just the way God works in yeah. our lives. Yeah. All of us as followers of Christ have had struggles in our life. Mm-hmm. Struggles that were tough. Were We were uh, discouraged. We were uh, down emotionally and spiritually and, and in a lot of different ways. And we've had to deal with these struggles in our walk of faith. What has been one of those times for you, Maria? Yeah, so when we were serving as missionaries in Kazakhstan, we had completed 10 years, and we were back in the U.S. gearing up to go back for another extended period of time. We were back in the U.S. for some support development and further training, Um, preparing to um, branch off into a a different type of work. Mm -hmm. So our life was very exciting Mm -hmm. when we were in Kazakhstan, and we very much look forward to going back. However, during that time that we were here in the States, we began to see um, my husband's parents experiencing some health Mm -hmm. issues. Our natural reaction was, oh, Lord, who's going to take care of them if we go back? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to them? We very much felt the tug to stay back and to to be here for them. Mm -hmm. We pushed out several options of other ways to work that. Nothing seemed to be the, the right thing to do. And we took several extended focus times to just seek his face about this decision. Do we go back or do we stay? And it was Mm -hmm. heart-wrenching. But the thing that was so hard was we sensed very, very clearly him saying, keep going forward Mm -hmm. in the process to go back. And so we did, wondering what was going to happen to them. The closer and closer it got, it, it just was like, oh, we were just really struggling with it. God was very, very faithful during that time to bring all the financial support that was needed for us to go back. Mm. And we, we just kept working toward that, that goal because he kept saying, keep going. And we just kept going and God kept providing. And we just felt like, Oh, 
this is so hard. How are we going to actually get on that plane and leave? Mm-hmm. Two weeks before we were to depart, it was like the heavens opened up and there was just a release mm. to stay. And as it turns out, the time and the effort that was invested in the support development to return to Kazakhstan was what God used to provide for stateside mm. ministry mm. that God ended up directing us to. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, in hindsight, God knew all along what he was doing, mm-hmm. but we sure didn't know <laughs> right. what was going to happen and how that was going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, two weeks before that flight took off, we canceled, and we ended up staying back in the U.S. and um, moving into caretaker positions for his parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, a tough time. But you were still relying upon God to bring you through it. It was incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. It was there. We just kept seeing, trying to figure out how this was going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like we were in the dark mm-hmm. a lot of the time and just feeling our way and wondering if we were going the right way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doubting several times mm-hmm. that we were making the right decisions. Mm. During that time or other times when you have been discouraged or down or it was you were having a tough time, was there or has there been a song that God has given to you that encouraged you, that lifted you up, that strengthened you through tough times? Yes, um during that time, um, our kids were in a school that we had to drive about half an hour mm-hmm. to take them um, to school and pick them up. And so I listened to Christian radio, mm-hmm. driving, making that drive. Mm. And there was this one song that just um, stood out to me. And I just, every time I heard it, I just felt like, okay, Lord, you know what we're going through. It feels really dark. It feels really hard to know what to do, but we just trust that you are mm-hmm. in this. And the song is called um, I'll Praise You in the Storm by Casting Crowns. It sounds like a, a powerful song. Well, let's listen to the song that Maria has chosen for us to listen to today. Praise You in the Storm by Casting Crowns. I was sure by now God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away Stepped in and saved the day But once again I say amen And it's still raining But as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away.
carry on if I can't find you. But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. still a powerful song maria thank you for suggesting that we listen to that song today well in closing i'd like to give you a couple of minutes to say anything that is on your heart that you believe god wanted you to say to those who are listening right now a time uh where maybe they need to be encouraged and uplifted and i figure if it can speak to you, it can speak to me and the rest of us who have listened. So, but is there something you would like to say? Yes. Um, for those who are listening, my, my biggest encouragement, I guess, to you would be allow yourselves to um, develop that constant companionship mm. with Christ and allow him to comfort you mm. when you're discouraged, to Provide the peace when you're feel, feeling anxious mm. to enjoy the depth of his love for you. You know, I pray that that each and every day you would find yourself just enveloped in his love for you. 
Mm. which is so deep, which none of us can ever fully, fully embrace or comprehend because it's so deep. And so my desire is that you would enjoy mm. the depth of his love for you and, and the desire that he has to, to relate to you and to be in your life, bringing his power at work in whatever situation you're facing. Just enjoying that, mm-hmm. that constant companionship. Will you close our time together in prayer? Sure. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your great love for us. I thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us. Even while we were yet sinners, even while we were running away from you or not bothering to even think about you, that you sought us out, that you pursued us, and that you love us so deeply. I pray for each and every one listening today, Lord, that that we would experience your love for us in a new and fresh way, and that it would fill us to overflowing, to be your channel of love and grace and hope to those around us. We just thank you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Maria, for that prayer that you have just prayed. Thank you, too, for coming today and chatting with me. I could listen to you for a long time. I wish we didn't have to cut this program off. So thank you so much for coming. And thank you, too, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning in to the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. For the Savior is near, I'm stepping out, calls he wrote. His message is clear Go tell the world about Jesus And I'll go with you Stepping out on His promise